Okay. So, Rosano, um, as I start every single uh, podcast interview, I have to ask you, لو عندك شحاطة بتحبي ترميها على مين؟ That's such a great question. I love when I heard the first <laughs> podcast. Well, you know, this is something يعني, I wouldn't share أبداً openly. But um, يعني, it does come up. It does come up in real life. في السواقة. Oh my God, في السواقة. نفسي مو شحاطات. نفسي كذا. يعني كذا. درزن شحاطات. Sometimes in meetings or like with certain... I don't know how to say it, but certain contexts in work, let's say. Mm-hmm. Not clients that I work and continue working with, but certain initial encounters that do not proceed. And I decided it's not going to proceed. I'm like, okay, when is it? <laughs> I want to ask you a question because you're officially the first mother we have on our podcast. And have you ever utilized the shahata in your parenting? Yeah, I have inner fantasies to use the shahata. You know what I mean? So when I was a parent, a first time parent, it was 2004. And it was like all of this rhetoric. But 2004 is like 16 years ago. And it was like the beginning of Kalam al Terbiya al Wa'i wa al Terbiya al Ijabiya. Yani, Bada hadak al Wakt. Fa, yani, Kafagulik, it's, it's, yani, we, yani, yeah. So it's also like the time where, Laman Bada Takun Om, can fi Wa'i, can fi, um, you know, alternative ways of discipline or or, or managing al- al- misbehavior. From, <laughs> يعني I use the shahata when I want to kill a sarsour. Like the other day, I was like, Isa, bring the shahata. There's a sarsour. We have to kill it. So I'll tell you mine. For the past two weeks since we started talking, like we went on the phone two weeks ago and we kind of had a mini discussion over what we want to talk about. And since then, I have grown this obsession over a Korean pop band, which is so unlike me and it's so silly. But all I've been doing for the past two weeks is compare myself to very successful 24-year-olds who are millionaires at this point in their career. And I just want to throw the shahata at myself for being this stupid to compare myself to pop stars when I am not a singer or a dancer or raasa or fattaha or ayashi or even in that context or whatever and I'm not even working that hard in my life like let's be real and subhanallah I'm just offended at myself for not being a billionaire at 24. الباب مقفول والقلوب مفتوحة وأهم إشي القهوة على النار أهلا فيكم في لولا جارتي البودكاست اللي بيجيب من طاق الحنك فايدة اسمي عالية محمود a.k.a. الفجارة واليوم موضوعنا Adulting مع رزانا البنوي Introduce yourself I'm a mother, a wife, I have three children, alhamdulillah And uh, so my background is really in human relations and psychology. Uh, I try to like really summit to that. Because a lot of people are like, you know, how can you do so many things with with those? Uh, anyways, I've yeah, it's just 
oh, yesterday I had a conversation around that with someone. It was like, مرة, it was a trigger. Because like these disciplines, كل شيء تحتها, you can teach, you can train, you can mentor, you can counsel, you can coach. It just comes with a package, right? Um, and that's like kind of part of like, I guess my journey with adulting in and I own... You know, like shogli and 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 my approach to things versus like people and maybe other generations where they they think this is like nonsense. Well, um, you know, even the work that I chose, well, hayati or shogli is like doesn't make sense to some people. So I guess that's been like part of the adulting journey. And no, people ask like, why aren't you with a company? Why aren't you with working with like a huge name? I was like, lish lazim. Yani it's a choice. Um, I guess like that's where some adulting starts from. Was it Magulti? And Nick, you're still not a billionaire, and you don't know if you were, you will ever be, and you make peace with that. <laughs> Or actually, if it's even something that should someone should be striving for, that's one of the questions that we should be asking ourselves. To be honest, I haven't figured that out. To be honest. Because I just want to live a lavish lifestyle that requires me to abuse other people's, I don't know, money, whatever. Um, but here's so when I thought about you and I was thinking about this topic, I so to briefly kind of explain our relationship, I've never met you in real life. And we have friends in common from like kind of a distance. But we became friends on Lola Jati's DM. And we like, I remember the first time you followed me, I did a story on Selwa, who's my grandma's neighbor. And I kind of did this homage on like the beautiful woman that my grandma was. Your face right now is it was like a mini heartbreaking story. And it's it's this discussion over grown women and that kind of friendship that they have. And I got to know you through talking through DMs and commenting on each other's story. And I was really inspired by the kind of women that you portray, who's someone who's happy to be vulnerable online and happy to also celebrate her accomplishments and discuss being a mother and also constantly bring up topics in a society that's somewhat Um, very uncomfortable bringing up sensitive topics. And that made me really admire you. And for the short time that I've known you for like the past five months, I think, or actually, no, since since March. So yeah, five months. And I've really wanted to talk to you about this question because I feel like you have you have the credentials to be a hashtag adult. Yeah, I So اليوم, when I was asking my brother, I was like, you know, when does a person qualify for, you know, being an adult? He's like, kids, if you get kids into this world, if you have kids, خلاص, you're an adult. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And then, you know, I get a bit philosophical. And no, what if like a parent who, you know, uh, you know, she sets her kid for adoption. And he's like, well, there are adults who fail at at adulting, but they're still adulting. So I was like, okay. Um, and I feel like it's true. Yani, I know when I first became a mom, I feel like, oh my God. Yani, it was the scariest, scariest thing ever. It still is. It's still the, the most... Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes, like, like my, my son is 16, and sometimes I, like, I just forget how it all happened, when it all happened, how time flew. But any any moments where, like, Rosanna, why did you do this to yourself? Why do you, why do you bring three kids into this world, you know? <laughs> so much responsibility, and, and it's scary. Yeah. So I, before we continue, 
I feel like I, there's a question that we have to answer. Can you just say when did you get married and uh, when did you start having ki- like when did you have kids and how old are they? Sure. So uh, I got married June 2003, 17 years ago. MashaAllah, <laughs> <laughs> And I became a mom for so lots happened. And I was uh, diagnosed with um, dermoid cyst and like imagine two days after my wedding, I had to go into this big surgery, remove an ovary with a cyst get it tested and really go into like this traumatic health um, anyways story. And then, you know, as a 21 year old, it was so hard to manage يعني, college, marriage. And then, you know, I was I had a, I had a kid. Um, that's يعني, I had it was 2004. And then Andy Adam is uh, 12. Uh, 2008 and then Zaha 2016 she's almost four you have two teenagers in your house yes <laughs> and I feel like sometimes they're like siblings you know it's like sometimes I feel like like sometimes it's like feels like they're my brother they're my brothers or they're my friends or I don't know kid it gets a bit um, interesting let's call it that so you got married at 21 did you feel like an adult the day you got married I wanted to feel that I wanted to yani um, to be perceived as such uh, so I wasn't the type in no because I remember yani what ma the hangarib nasted zawaju you know, there's this perception haram, صغيرة, and يعني العروسة وأهلها يعني عيشوا هذا الدور. أنا ما كنت عايشة هذا الدور. طبعاً I'm the eldest in my siblings' order. فيعني when I got married, I felt like I was, I wanted to kind of يعني go into it with full awareness, with full choice, with إحساس إنه رزانة this is what you want and you have to like be accountable على what you, what you chose. It was a bit harsh or maybe. Um, over expecting maybe a certain I don't know demeanor or a certain kind of like knowing and I need to know stuff and I need to like um, just be on top of things and or learning or you, 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 you're choosing this you have to like kind of yeah no to some extent, يعني, or show that you know. I, I really didn't, wasn't very vulnerable back then. يعني, it was the worst nightmare to be vulnerable. within family um, parameters. I mean, it's amazing. I feel like being responsible and married at that age is amazing. I can't imagine myself doing that personally. I'm 24 and I feel like marriage and I are on two different dimensions. But I... One of the things that I really, really was thinking about the past two weeks, because like the more we delayed the podcast due to circumstances, I kept finding myself getting more and more questions. And what this podcast, when I first called you, I, like I genuinely wanted it to be funny, but I, but I kind of drowned in existential dread, and I found myself getting these weird questions in my head that I could not answer. And I was kind of like looking forward to talking to you because I'm like, hopefully, because listen, 
I know this is like kind of supposed to be a funny podcast, but we're expecting you to know everything. <laughs> no pressure, <laughs> no pressure, but you're supposed to be a qualified adult for this interview. <laughs> no pressure. One of the biggest questions that I've gotten in my head is trying to compare what it meant to be an adult for my grandparents, what it meant to be an adult for my parents, and it, what it means to be like what it means to be an adult for my generation who is a millennial, is a generation Z, whatever you call it. Because back in like my grandparents' age and time, they the life expectancy was so much lower. The circumstances of politics and all of that and where they grew up was so different. And also they got married when they were like 15, 16. So they were like, they went head first into adulthood and responsibility. And for me right now, I'm 24. I live with my parents as most Arabs do. I still have to answer to their curfews. And that, like my grandma, when, my granddad, when he was 24, he got kicked out of Palestine and had to like fend for his family. Like the difference, the difference, I'm like crying over like cleaning a drain and my granddad was like surviving war. So <laughs> the difference is Shania. And the other question that I kept having was compared to myself to like my foreign friends who just got kicked out of the house when they were 18 because that is the legal age of adulting. And I genuinely believe that Arab parents think that marriage is the only time they get to butt out of your business. And I don't even think that's true, but like that's the one time they get to like step out. I think it's true. Even with my siblings who aren't married and we have this conversation in Nurizani, you're married. You can do whatever you want. No one's going to be after you or no one's going to... Even if they give me an opinion, it's not going to be like... Right. Because as you said, it's a culture and and then it's going to get confusing. And I know families who who do that to their married children and it gets chaotic. يعني, uh, so you're right. يعني, the general trend in the person gets married and then they're responsible. They with their spouse and um, you might get some advice. But and then it's funny because like looking back when I was in my 20s and then uh, I had the two, my two kids, and I felt like looking back, I really needed my parents' advice in some areas. And I felt like I didn't ask for it. And I, again, I, I, I kind of like libist bedlet al adult So I kind of made up a story and you're married, like, you know, خلاص, خلصنا, right? You know, you know, they have responsibilities, they have your siblings, so just let them do their thing and you do your thing. But I feel like looking back, and I read a book about midlife crisis, قبل, quarter life crisis, no, quarter life crisis. And no, what, what a bad question, what a bad, what a depressing book from the it's title. It's so depressing. And we had at 25, basically, and, and at 25, when I was reading it, I had two kids, right? And Aisha. Uh, and so and I was like, oh my God, you have to cut yourself some slack. You don't know, like people in their 20s are are partying, are like figuring out things and it's cool and you still need some advice or you still need some support. So, and I guess with therapy, I did a lot of mm. therapy. I think I want to write a book just about my therapists. Therapy, therapy, is the greatest is the greatest thing I have had the like the only reason I went into therapy is because I had serious mental health issues that required medication and a like proper therapy, but it was like the like when I say the best thing that I have ever done in my life, 
I will like fully say that. And also it's, I'm going to admit that it requires a lot of privilege to be able, like not everyone can have access to that, but I was forced into access to that because I had serious mental health issues. And honestly, if anyone can do therapy, I highly recommend it. It is life-changing to be able to get advice and guidance from someone who can go home and is no longer responsible for you. Exactly. And like, I remember like, had to when uh, I would come to conclusions with, with my therapist or at the end of therapy, and it would be something close to method and something I heard growing up from my parents. But even now as a parent to teenagers, I know that my parent, my kids might listen more to a therapist or to a coach and not to me. So I kind of accept that it's part of the package. Mm-hmm. And I don't take it personal when my kids, um, take it from another person and not take it from me. You know what I mean? So I guess we just have to go yeah. through that. Um, for therapy really helped me like kind of cut myself some slack. Hadi Rizani, your 20s, but you're st- it's still a lot and you're doing great and all that. And I, like two days ago, I was like reflecting and I saw a picture of one of my parents and they were younger than my age today. I'm almost 37. And it freaked me out. I was like, oh my God, haram. Yani I kind of like, I look at parents and I, yani it's hard, especially now, yani especially after Corona. I hear a lot of friends saying, alhamdulillah, we don't have kids. Alhamdulillah, uh, you know, this pandemic came and I'm not an, a parent or... So I was reading somewhere that or like humanizing motherhood, right? And I feel like I, I love that. Music to my ears. I love how that's a shocking thing to read. And you think that that's supposed to be the most human thing on earth. There's so much pressure to be a great mom. And especially like if you're in coaching or psychology, you have to like, um, you know, be contained and really know what to, what to say. And yeah, in, in general, Mm-hmm. There's more pressure, more shame around being a good mom, being being a good wife. There's more, like, I feel, I don't know, pressure around those topics. Yikes. I, I judged a lot of mothers when I was, like, young. And I, I, I had that ingrained and then it took me some time to kind of like look at motherhood from a different perspective and and yeah just humanizing it and it, it's hard I feel like one of the things that like society forgets about motherhood is that you are also growing in parallel with your child thank you thank you and so you and sometimes مع المسؤوليات تنسي so like during a day I would go in and out of that so like آخر اليوم when like خلاص الأولاد نام or I'm in my own space then I start to remember that oh you know what is happening to me do you want to journal do you want to read what what are my needs right now as a, as a human for like most of the day you're running around and you're just like forgetting you're, beca- you're, you're being selfless in a way وطبعا تكلمتي على privilege which is huge huge with when it comes to motherhood لأنه when you have house help, when you have a secure income, you can, uh, let's say, be a creative uh, or just write or just do work that doesn't produce income or doesn't make money and not feel guilty about it. Mm. So I feel like when we talk about mother and we talk about privilege and we talk about um, it's easier to adult with, with resources, but it Support support is crucial. It takes off some pressure. 
just the idea that you don't have to do your own dishes sometimes like that alone that just like that just removed half an hour بالزبط. from your day بالضبط فتخيلي more and يعني تخيلي more than that and there are so many details that goes into a day of of a working person فاحس ما ادري it's interesting going into adulting from the perspective of being a parent بس احس going back to my wise brother's uh, definition i feel like it it somehow resonates لانه الشخص مسؤول عن نفسه which يمكن okay so I want to be fair. If a person, زي ما قلتي على أصحابك اللي خلاص when they're 18, they leave their families home and they just, you know, start to, you know, mortgage, rent, work, خلاص, you know. Um, I feel like it is, يعني the path to adulting. It is لأنه خلاص they're, um, بس أحس عندنا في لخبطة. You know, you're 30 or you're 35, mm-hmm. بس you're like not paying rent. Uh, mortgage, you you know, the details, all these details are taken care of. فطبعاً, it's easy to, uh, you know, pursue a career or pursue a hobby or a passion or whatever. Um, or not do anything. Just, يعني, uh, be a family member or participate in whatever way you can, whatever the role is, يعني, in the family dynamic. From... It's such an interesting and complex topic. Like, I feel it's like... <laughs> I was... So right before I we started the call, my cousin, who's my neighbor, just was like... She called me and she's like, listen, I need to get out of the house right now. Can I come over? And I tell her, okay, come over. I have like some time before I need to do this podcast. And I tell her of the topic. And she kind of like does this giant sigh of... <gasps> Like, what do I tell you? There's so much to tell you. <laughs> this cousin, she was... living in London right before the corona and she was doing her master's and that period in her life was like the first time she left the nest and was living absolutely alone in a country that her parents were not there and we started this discussion on how it is so much easier to be an adult when your parents are not there and we just started talking about how sometimes Arab parents can really hold you back from learning how to be responsible Because you have like Abu Arab, listen, do not try to convince me otherwise. Al-Ahl Abu Arab, and home technique, they don't teach you something. And then they just scream at you for not magically have learned that. It's like you have never told me anything about financial so responsibility in my life. But now all I get is screamed at for, for not being financially responsible. Why are you shocked? You did not teach me. You put me in schools where I could get to learn philosophy. But I don't To save the ish. <laughs> I don't By the way, that's the most common question I got asked. So we put up questions on my on Lola Jarti, and the biggest question was about financial stability. And especially for Arab women, I have to say this sometimes I feel like financial independence as an Arab woman is the first step to freedom and autonomy as an Arab woman. I really believe that. Do you have any advice, no pressure, regarding financial stability? I'll kind of share what like what worked with me like so I remember getting any يعني, finding jobs or projects since I was like I was 14 I used to work in summer camp whenever I could when I was in jam I also found these like short projects where I could like earn some money on the side for growing up alhamdulillah I had يعني, the female role models in my family 
ما شاء الله تبارك الله they all يعني have that uh, financial independence or they they had it in some way or another حتى ما شاء الله تبارك الله my grandmothers so growing up it was very important you know أنا I continue that kind of legacy you know Rosanna you can't like disrupt the system you have to like go with that ف... بس إنه It's in my hands to make it happen. It was like a, a, a mindset, but I needed to actualize it and I needed to make it happen for me. I used to save a lot. I started my first business um, with my husband. It was I was in a, I was in college actually. Couldn't be amanayish fil basatin, and uh, we made some good money per month. And so that uh, feeling. Alhamdulillah, I mean, it was mashallah, I sold jnehat. Uh, تهب جات لولادة ولدي and I um, so we had some uh, مال and then we and so since then it started becoming like a way of, of doing things خاص رزاني you have to have some income حتى لو you get uh, you know income and زوجي أهلي whatever other means other streams but you have to learn and and cultivate the habit of of making an income it's it's more of a skill set than it is about the money and once a person has the skill set of earning money then it's it becomes خلاص انه they've stretched that muscle muscle زي ما يقولوا ويمكن وقتها ما كان في economic يعني زي دحين الاكونوميك كرايسيس اللي الان قاعدين نشوفها بس اي فيل الحمد لله انه what i you know started 17 or 20 years ago is is um يعني دحين I feel إنه I'm I'm really grateful for that. Um, طبعاً some days it's really hard لأنك you need to think of delaying gratification. It's a word I love uh, by Scott Peck في كتاب The Roadless Travel. I don't know if you've you've read that book. No, I haven't, but it's adding to the list officially. It's so good. It's so good. So delayed gratification is basically, you know, let's say someone gives you a marshmallow and tells you, if you wait for five minutes, I'll give you two more. And then if you wait, you know, you, you get more. This is the whole idea. No, okay, but I really want to spend it on something, on a bag or something. Like if you wait more, you can get something bigger or or you can start a business or whatever. Yeah, was another stretch financially with kids and you have like a tight budget and you have to make ends meet and all that uh, goes into play. But I feel the parents, with my children, I'm teaching them these skills. So it does, as I said, it does happen from um, from home. I mean, my parents, alhamdulillah, you can't spend all your idea. You have to like... Um, safe you have to like so I grew up in that uh, which I'm really grateful for and I'm trying to do with my uh, with my kids but it's not always easy no you know social media comparison and then I don't know. I was talking about money for for a lot of us. Uh, there's shame and taboo. I don't know why there's shame and taboo about talking about money. It is. It's 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 such a big thing. And also, I feel like in our society, because like our society, they love like the social circle and all of that intermingling. And there's so much comparison about what a person is wearing, how what how their hair looks like, how much they're spending on their traveling, are like all of all of these informations. And I've like I've been I was so lucky I went to a kind of school where the the head of the school made it like a very big point to isolate like to present us in a way where our finances were not obvious. 
like it wasn't a very expensive school but you were not allowed to wear expensive things like that was a big rule and we had like the financial spectrum in the in the school was very big but it was a like it was a very important point and no you do not you get you all get treated regardless of your financial background and you were not allowed to dress up in a certain ways to emphasize that so like that was like we were all wearing a marayil we all looked that certain way so that was like a big thing for me but as you were saying and no we keep i keep forgetting and no people are like they're not putting the same efforts they are very the world is not fair there's so many complicated factors that goes into making money people who are just working in the family business might have a heads up they have some kind of support that makes them get the money that they have gotten at the same time like the successful people that i know in my life who've made a lot of money around me have all made the money in the 70s in saudi arabia which is a completely different financial market it's it's so much harder to make money nowadays and one of the things that happened in the past two weeks like randomly someone again i'm 24 so we, we were discussing something in the friend whatsapp group and that friend whatsapp group have like an inter a few international people and it was um one of the things like someone just randomly said oh do you know any applications for financial investment and i thought they were like being a, like it was a joke and i just said oh yeah i just call my private broker and then i realized that three other people were like actually discussing investments and stocks and then i just felt so insecure about myself that i was so out of the loop i'm not investing my money what am i doing what the hell and i just panicked like i genuinely was like wow because i i technically cannot afford rent like my income does not allow me to afford rent even in a room like i cannot afford it and but at the same time i hate the fact that even if i had the money to live on my own I can't like because there are limitations to being an adult as an Arab like you cannot move out without getting disowned unless you're married. Ah this whole finances thing it it drives me insane and alhamdulillah alhamdulillah like I get to save some money because I don't have to pay rent I can eat from the fridge but at the same time I wish I can just be like bye y'all close the door after me and just move on with my life and like my full independence. but that just does not work nowadays it's really hard to make money nowadays it is وحس it's all about choice يعني انا كثير ناس ممكن يقولوا لي why are you like why are you freelancing why are you كذا it's, it's it's a choice some people want to go into the uh, rat race and they want to excel and they want to make money and they want to like so that's that's a choice you can, you can go that uh, route and and يعني احس there are there are options دحين اكثر من زمان يعني اول تكلمتي عن our grandparents generation which was like pretty much the same like you get a job you like our grandparents had like pretty much maybe two jobs in their entire lifetime يعني عارفه بعدين جاء زمن our parents and then us and i there's a study that by like my kids time like Aisa's time, he would go into 16 different careers, which is like, I was telling him, like, you can be a chef and then you can be an actor and then you can be a designer and then you can be, you know, 16 careers doesn't mean they're related or But going back to the point that you um, touched upon, I feel it's so important to family businesses or or well-off um, women and well-off or hatta like generally um, there is uh, يعني, a hidden um, not agenda but 
there is a give and take. So if you're part of that system and you're getting a good income, there is an expectation that you give back or you conform to what's expected in the uh, in the family. So whether it's what you wear or who do you go to visit or where, where do you travel, there's kind of like um, unspoken... Um, agreement between the family members that, okay, you'll get the money, but in in return, this is how you will uh, be with us. Mm. You won't, you won't just like, oh, go live your dream or go just to work with and whatever, or just uh, be live impulsively or just fully be free mm-hmm. from. So this is like, it's a paradox that no there is money, but it's it's conditional money. Yeah, it's, yeah, conditional it's money. Conditional access to it's finance. It's such a good way to say it. Um, yeah, and it's really common in 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 you know, the Arab uh, culture and families. And you know, I even since I was a child, yeah, you know, I remember reflecting. I would like see some people, and then my mom would tell me something, and I would tell her, but she looks so like so rich, and she's like fully branded, as you said, but how can she not own a house? Like, as a child, it didn't make sense to me, mm. right? And like, like, how did this happen to her? From yeah. I remember like freaking out in a way and no, I do not want to end up like that. Yeah, I get it that. Was scary. That's one of my biggest fears as well. Because I feel like, you know, we go back to like the, what I just said about the whole financial independence as an Arab woman. I feel like even if you are, you have like full autonomy over your intellect, over your thoughts, over your body, if someone in the end of the day is paying for your lifestyle, you are trapped you are trapped in that marriage. You are trapped in that family. Once you get divorced, you're stuck needing someone else to pay for your bills. No matter what, you have a leash. It is a leash, the best way to say it. And that's something I only discovered recently when I started reflecting on like the people around me. And I kind of, when specifically when I moved back from the UK, I, I studied there for three years. And that's kind of when I got my new culture shock coming back. And I realized what how important financial independence is and I'm still not there yet like I'm still not there but it's something that I feel is so important but it is not the only important thing and I, I personally like one of my biggest aha moments for, uh, during the pandemic was the um, resource of having extended family لأنه, uh, I live up north and all my all my extended family were like in, يعني, in another district so when the lockdown happened I felt really isolated as like as a parent and I really needed the system to support me not financially but just like having other humans around having that other face that you look at and you just find comfort and alhamdulillah dunya bkhair so I feel like it is also any uh, another way maybe way of looking at it as privilege and we can I know sometimes some would say, oh, if I leave my parents' home, it, like I would be disowned or whatever. But I feel like I want to reframe it in if I'm living in my family's home and I'm welcome and, you know, they're paying the bills of like utilities, let's say, or rent, then if I'm working, I can really save money because I don't need to pay on rent or utilities or mortgage. And 
I can get into that um, يعني path of of being financially um, يعني أحسن من 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 غيري. Okay, here's something a bit funny, like on the light side. I feel so there are like moments in my life where I felt like an hashtag adult. One of those moments when I realized every Arab has this where they kind of live a double life, one in front of their parents and the other one to themselves, where they're own opinions and liberal thoughts and all of that dumb stuff like they get to be on their own and once I because when I was 16 everyone like I was so in your face with my opinions and my thoughts and I was like everyone is wrong and I'm the only one who is right and I was so in your face with that and then I kind of hit my 20s and I just kind of understood the whole concept of need to know basis with family of they do not need to know that everything that's going on in my brain and I just don't have to agree with them and we can just live happily ever after them being them me being me and as long as it's not affecting my life like properly I don't like it's not their business they, they it's not their business and one of like that was an aha moment for me that came through with therapy And I just, and I felt like an adult the day that I saw them say something that was so against my being, but I just kept quiet and I just remembered that does not affect me. What they say and what they think doesn't really affect me. I get to choose if it affects me or not. Like when, like when they decide to let you hacky over my body, over my hair or whatever that I take personally. But when it comes to like proper philosophical life opinions, racism, politics, all of that, What they think is what they think. What I think is what I think. Religious views, like views. What they think is what they think. What I think is what they think. And that, for me, felt like an adult. بس we don't have to agree on everything. Exactly. And like even whether, you know, whether I choose to live the double, as you said, the double uh, uh, life or, or not, it's still applicable. Mm. لانه maybe they know about my other life and maybe they don't but like at the end of the day if an opinion doesn't really resonate or I weigh its pros and cons and I just feel like it's not going to work for me then I'm just going to let it go here's a few things that because like we've been talking for over for like for around 40 minutes and I want to like there are some things that I really want to get into this podcast before we move on to other things so I want you to list the things that you feel like adults should have figured out by the time they're like mid-20s I want to share my list because my list is very small, but I feel very strong about it, especially for Arab women. Okay. They need to have figured out how to buy a bra by the time they're 20. I feel very strongly about this. <laughs> of course. I feel so strongly about this. Seeing women who are Absolutely. like size cup G, but they're pretending that they're a double A. No, <laughs> we're not going to do this. We, we are not 13 anymore. We are not going to do this. I beg you, buy a bra that fits you. Buy grown-up underwear. Like, it's buy grown-up underwear. Stop buying, you know, the granny panties from Debenhams that are like five a pack. We are not going to do this. We are adults. Buy proper underwear. This is, and generally, one of the things as an adult you have to figure out is how to park, like, parallel parking. I have, I'm not very good at it without sensing. Yes. But parallel parking is something that you need to figure out. And the other thing that I feel so strongly about is how to not be rude. Like just being polite. You cannot throw tantrums when you're in your 20s. That should not be accepted. I like them. 
I think I think they're valid reasons. And the bra one is what I feel most strongly about. You cannot you cannot wear an elfitted bra. Like I am I feel so strongly about this because I've been like a big chested woman since I was a kid. And when I was 16, I figured it out. My life has changed and now I judge everyone for not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh um well yeah, I, I like them. I, I yeah, I'm with you. Um I'm trying to think of my list. So one of the things that came up was like a, a conversation I was having with a friend and so we're having a dinner at seven and I'm starving at five I would I would like continue starving because like then if I eat something at five and I reach dinner at seven I'm not going to be able to eat so anyways I loved what she told me she's like no, you want to reach dinner in your sanity, in your good mood, not hypoglycemic and shivering and hangry. And uh, so I love that. Um, I think it's important to take care of like your biological needs and like bio means <laughs> when you need to eat and when you need to go to the bathroom and you do you basic. Oh, that's another another thing regarding the bathroom is is pee before you leave the house. That's an adult thing. That's a ch- child thing and an adult thing. Pee before you leave your house. Bzupt. Oh, oh, another really good one. Like your keys. I don't get how people lock themselves out after a certain age. I've done it. <laughs> I've done it in university, but like the university, because like the keys are like the fobs and like it was in my pocket and just fell out. That was like the one time. I don't get people who lose their keys. That is beyond me. Thank you. So Anna, for me, like, okay, I've done once and no, uh, I locked myself out of the house and like, yeah, so that was good. I, I, I was already, I think, a parent or before, I don't know, but it was like really like, oh my God, Rosanna, do not do this ever. Bad kid, it's like, um, learn how to like, I don't know, for me, laundry is so important. So just like get around, you know, using the laundry machine, um, preparing a meal or like hosting, um, basics, like basics of hosting. Um, I don't want to go into the Gahwa Turkey thing because I'm really bad in doing Gahwa Turkey. I don't even have it. But anyways, I, I think I should do a Lola Jati tutorial because I'm really good at making t- oh, Gahwa Turkey. Oh, طيب, yeah. I need to. So I've been taught like it's like man, sometimes like I'm a late bloomer in things. Like, I remember I took Kursi. I finished it like it, it, I reached like mid 20s and I finished it. That's an interesting thing to say, though. I feel like people are like like afraid to admit like these weird things. And for me, I have a problem with counting. I can't count past 24 without getting lost. That's something that I'm very insecure about. But I just genuinely like lose track of thought by the time I reach 24. Like one time I had to... I was running an errand for my dad and I had to cash like uh, count cash in front of him, my uncle and my cousin. Like I was just like running, paying bills. I was doing something like that. And I had to repeat counting around six times until I started crying in front of my dad and uncle. And it was so embarrassing, but I just couldn't, I could not continue counting. And it's something that I still struggle with. And I feel so insecure that as an adult, I can't do it. That's one of my biggest insecurities. I'm okay. Here's another moment. I felt like an adult. I was, um, so I got my license when I was 22. It was because I was, like driving was still not legal here. And I was living between Jordan and here. Um, and so I got it after I came back from university at 22. 
uh, in Jordan and then I moved back here like it was still uh, early and I just had to get like my tires fixed and I had to go to insurance for a car accident and that was like one of the times I felt like an adult I feel like I don't know if that's a big thing or it was just me because I'm like a spoiled brat like I cannot figure out and like literally having to go to like the gas station to change my tires felt like such an adult thing to do <laughs> I don't know if for it is for sure for sure like like bank visits um, gas maintenance um, wholesale groceries if you want to go to the gym like all these like, major adulting like, oh. I feel you <laughs> I studied in Saudi Arabia up until I was 15 And then I moved to Jordan to finish high school there. And then I moved to the UK. Between the age of 16 and 21, most of those years I spent living alone without parents and outside of Saudi Arabia where they mainly live. So between Jordan and London. And those years where like um, I figured out how to do most adult, basic adult things. But the financial was like the one that like was still I have not figured out. One of the biggest things that I struggle with which is something that is going to bring us to the questionnaire that people wrote online, is how to consume all the vegetables in my fridge without them going rotten. That is, because like, like, how dare us waste blessings over our inability to storage? Like, that's something that I feel so bad about, but I keep doing. I always buy groceries and then I like don't finish them. And I've been doing this since I was 16. Okay, so now I insist on like getting to the questionnaire because these are very big ones. I'm going to start with one from myself. Do you ever stop feeling insecure about your body when you get older? You accept the form and like kind of like you I, I feel like now I'm more in acceptance about my size, about my weight, about general things. You know, I'm almost going to hit 40 in a few years. So, yeah, I guess me يعني, personally speaking for me you I, I do feel like I'm I'm more comfortable in my own body فحتى with sizes like I would rather like if I would try a size like let's say two sizes and one is a bit tight and I feel like constrained I would not go for it I'd go for the bigger one that I feel more kind of breathing and spacious in that's something that changed for sure okay this one we've talked about how do you do laundry or give us basic advice on not ruining laundry for me is hand wash your bras I'm again very strongly opinionated about this hand wash your bras yeah and get the uh, get the bags the, yeah. uh, the laundry bags put the stuff in the laundry bags and that's it that's it and color sorting which is basic don't use bleach I don't put Clorox wait wait you don't we don't uh, use Clorox in like cleaning exactly no okay this I disagree this I've I try not to like I, I don't like it I disagree with this one big times because one like one of the questions you like it I love like listen I will bathe myself in bleach this is how much I, feel. I love bleach okay do not ever let bleach touch your body this is just a joke do not it's very dangerous but when cleaning bathrooms do not like bleach I will use bleach to clean bathrooms. You will not like, no, no, no. I feel very strongly about that. Yeah, I'm trying, I agree. I agree, but I'm in this research mode with uh, with my house helper, trying to experiment with other things that might reach the level of like cleanliness because we're getting some accidents with it, the Clorox. And it's been ruining, like it ruined a few things. And I, I feel like it just, I, I feel... No control over Clorox when it's in the house. 
I don't know That's how to so explain dramatic. it. It's so dramatic. I love it. It's <laughs> a control freak uh, syndrome. Okay. Okay. But like here's regarding Clorox, adults need to figure out what the word chemical means. I will, خلاص, we are not, we are, this is 2020. We have access to the internet. You have taken chemistry or physics in high school. You should understand what the word chemical means. I do not put chemicals on my body. Like, understand what the word chemical means. <laughs> you're not putting you're not putting bleach on your body. And also, like, some flowers in a random uncontrolled area, moisturizer can give you rashes and allergies. Stop misusing the word chemical. This or like toxic. No, these these two words. You are an adult. You need to use the dictionary wisely and understand what the word chemical means. Okay, next question. Someone asks, how can I be independent as a student? Because a girl is struggling. And I asked this girl further and she's living in Riyadh for context. Do you have advice for her? It depends. I feel like it's a general question. Um, but what I would suggest is to start... Um, يعني reminding yourself of those uh, areas where you have a uh, choice and يعني مثلا um, what are the areas where I do have a sense of choice and focus on those uh, parts rather than focusing on the parts where you feel like you ha- you're not in- you're not independent I like that I really like that okay this question is for me um, will I ever meet a man who is not racist or sexist in the Arab world yeah that's an easy is one it? is it Yeah, yani you're you're realistic. I, I thought it was like gonna be like some, uh, you know. I think I set the bar very low, and it's still not it's still not achievable. <laughs> you think this is the bare minimum, but like you under like you do not understand how many times like I meet someone who's like on the same level mentally, intellectually, we get along, and then suddenly you realize he's a racist, and you're like, what do I do with this? What do I do with this? What do you mean the bare minimum is not met, but like the intellectual part is met? I just gonna I have to say this like I was the only person I thought really thought that a lot of people are gonna ask questions about men and turns out I'm the only person who did it's a good question but I feel like about the racism and the sexism um, I was having a conversation with a group uh, again it's a multicultural diverse group and we were talking about you know when it comes to uh, topics of race and, and all that is to have a conversation and to 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 learn you know I feel like We're all learning, especially now, like in this time and age, and no, 2020, we're all learning about the complexity of such a topic, mm. right? So who knows, like maybe a person is just shocked that they have a little bit of racism in them, but then how they react to that after is al-faisal or was was uh, is a deal breaker or or not. Mm. Another adulting thing, podcast. <laughs> Saraha, yeah, charging your phone is is a big one. Um, okay, so I don't know. Okay, I don't think it's qualified, unqualified. I genuinely think it's qualified advice coming from me, even though I know I'm very young. Is understand how to be respectful of someone you do not agree with. Is being able to have a proper conversation with someone who you just don't agree with. Like even a racist, like you can still have like a professional relationship with someone if you don't like them. And like even your friends, stop expecting everything out of every friend. Like you can have friends for different reasons. Okay, so this is going to be interesting. So I noticed like the past, let's say, few months, okay, uh, I'm very much aware about my boundaries uh, professionally and personally. And as I told you, like, I don't mind if, if there's like... 
an uncomfortable conversation coming up and the person realizes that there was something wrong or oh my god I'm learning or we call it circling back I'm okay with it بس انك انت you يعني تعند or you're arrogant about being a racist and it's impacting يعني discrimination in work then I'm like dude no يعني يمكن زمان كان ما أعرف personally أحس دحين I'm more vocal or like brave and and asking for, and, and putting and saying no or like no and I'm before I go deep into something. So I noticed this coming up recently and I was shocked. I was telling my friend yesterday, and no, are you noticing that too? And she's, we're both similar age. She's like, yeah. And I was like, what's happening? So like my, my, I feel it in my body. I start feeling like, no, 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 this is, this is, this is not your, your body is like rejecting this, this whole encounter. And I say it like, and this is where it's important. And you say it respectfully and, and owning it. I'm not saying integral time. I'm just saying for me, this is not something I can work with. And I'm sorry. Yeah. Boundaries. I think adults need to like, need to learn how to set boundaries. That's, that's a big, especially as a woman, I think women are ashamed of setting up boundaries over their body, over their attitude. Uh, these these are things that you really need to figure out. Speaking of boundaries, how to not shoot aunties in a social gathering? Because <laughs> <laughs> that ba- like speaking of boundaries, oh I, my god, I really speaking want to shahata. give like a crash wow. course to aunties yeah. on how to stop commenting on someone's body. Because please, that is boundaries that. Stop commenting about someone's body because that's disrespectful. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and and kind of like just again, like I remind myself, I'm there. You know, if they were on a pedestal, they're not on the pedestal anymore. They're just like a normal person with their own issues. And I feel like we have an assumption, you know, about age. Mm-hmm. So I feel like. I have an assumption, you know, you know, when you grow, you're wiser, you're kinder. Not necessarily. Some people, more they changed and خلاص. So you don't really adult when you're adulting. Bzzupt, <laughs> bzzupt. And some people are just going to be like that and they're, you know, they've hit their 60s, 70s, whatever it is, يعني خلاص. Um, it is what it is. فيعني أحس إنه I kind of like remove the pressure إنه they have to be nicer or kinder or more articulate. خلاص, you know. This is a perfect segue for the next question. Is adulting a myth? Yeah, yeah I, I was reflecting on it. Like, I don't feel I've adulted 100%, honestly. I feel like there are those bits and pieces, Arfa, where they're, mm, maybe we adult after our kids are adults. I don't know. But I feel like we're on the process. We're on the path. It's like one of those things... Um, change or improvement or discovery it never ends I has like we never stop learning about who we are we never stop changing and we never like you know so we're learning as you said before we're always we're learning about who we are in all phases speaking of adulthood i wish i have eaten before because now my stomach is rumbling and it's affecting the audio <laughs> I hope it's not coming out because maybe I can filter it out, but that's something. Eat before you start a podcast. <laughs> okay, here someone asks, should I buy a car or go on a very expensive vacation? I have a comment about this. 
your vacations should not cost as much as a car. It depends. Like, do you really need a car, right? Because maybe you don't need the car right now. Hassan, another thing about adulting, and you know, there's more space for like not knowing and like acknowledging that you know you don't know, you don't know the answer, and being okay with it, and kind of staying in that kind of gray area where you're just like. I don't know the right thing right now. I want to know more. I I agree with that. And again, I'm going to bring up my cousin again, who was here before the podcast started. We were talking that even though there are some struggles with adulthood, I have now, as an adult, gotten skills to understand how to deal with my mental health better. Because I was... I was clinically depressed when I was 16 and I was like going, like I was going through a mess. Everything was such a mess. I couldn't study. I couldn't, everything was wrong in my life. But like, no, I didn't know how to deal with it then. But now I do. That's, or at least I do to a certain extent. And that's one of the, like the biggest pros I've gotten as an adult is like having the space to be in control of your own mental health rather than having to wait for another adult another unqualified adult who maybe doesn't know what they're doing when you're depressed at 16 or even being able to figure that out. That was one of the bigger ones for me is just, you know what? Yes, maybe we're struggling more, but at least we kind of know what to do and how to deal with it. Um, Dealing with bad mannered people at work, how do you do it? I feel, um, again, it's about knowing how much do I have to deal with them and finding, again, going back to that area of choice, like if I'm choosing to deal with them, maybe I want to be around other people. I don't want to deal with them one-to-one for kind of navigating the boundaries of like what is okay with that person, even if they're bad-mannered, like I'm okay with a person who's bad-mannered if I have people around me rather than just being alone in in a confined space, right? Let's say. Um, So kind of just navigating that and how important it is and like if this is going to stay longer well if it's just a short term uh, thing for yani kind of designing with myself how how I want to go about in this uh, do I just want to amashi ولا اقول لاحد اشتكي او I ask others like is this person like that with you or is it just with me so and I usually if I find that a person is like this with most people it doesn't really bother me anymore because it's not personal. And I just think like, okay, this person has um, I think that's a really good one. Just, I think it's, it's a really good one to just acknowledge that um, when it comes to like, man is picking your battles as an adult. Like that is, is one of the, the bigger ones that somebody like people have to figure out and to not take things personally. This, this, I think as an adult, like people should have figured it out by now is to just stop taking, it's not all about you. It's not all about you. Some people are just a mess on their own. Do not let that mess with your space. Okay. I agree. Another question. How can we stop being angrier day by day with all the shit that is happening? I really like this question. I feel we can um, channel the anger into doing good, into finding ways uh, to give or to create meaning amidst the shit or amidst the chaos or amidst the uh, collapse. Whether it's in Lebanon or um, in this pandemic, we're trying to look at what are humans doing that is يعني, making a good difference, uh, even if things around are... يعني, um, 
really terrible or really devastating. Um, there is a quote that one of my teachers taught me is, you know, do what you can where you are with what you have. Mm. And it really gives me perspective, had a quote, like daily. It's a good quote. Um, yeah, and I feel anger is يعني, an emotion that the function of anger is like you want to take action. Mm. Anger usually gives energy. It's not It's not a low emotion. It's not like depression or sadness. It's like, shh, you know? So it's like, again, aggressive activism. I'm, I'm so I'm totally, يعني, I feel sad when I see that. Um, I don't feel any form of aggressive uh, uh, or angry um, brings change on the long term. It's usually the gentle forms, the kind, the, the stuff that's coming from a good place. I, I kind of agree and disagree with this. I think it's it's really a lot more complicated, especially with like the BLM thing. You know, people have been angry for such a long time. But this level of anger is the first time I'm starting to see to, to sorry to see change, proper change. Businesses have changed. All of like these, this level of aggression has actually done something effective, which is weird because I personally, I this is not how I always like to do things, but I've seen it work and I understand like the level of anger. They have so much to be angry about. Also, I believe that anger has its place. There is a place in time for being anger and like angry and letting it out. Will Smith uh, said something that's really interesting. He said, racism did not just start, it started getting filmed or something on the lines of that. And Saraha, it's now people are being held accountable for their behavior. Now, regarding angry activism, I am opposed to cancel culture and I have certain reservations regarding political correctness because I feel like these kinds of aggressions is being counterproductive at times. And it's a very complicated topic and I feel like it's it's too much to talk about right now. So I'm going to just kind of like drop the subject and continue asking things about um, adulting. I'm going to skip some of the questions because I feel like we have answered a lot of them. The reason I mentioned Saraha, the angry activism, is because it does reach us on social media. And I've seen it hatta mubas fil BLM. I've also seen it after Lebanon. Mm. And I've seen it being used on social media. Like, oh my God, you're posting about, you know, baking. Haven't you seen people are still under the, يعني, um, people are still going to be sad and traumatized and they're going to presume their life. And what can we do? يعني. Yeah. But this is why I'm kind of mentioning it. If I go on being angry and just uh, shaming people on social media, it's really not going يعني, to change much. يعني. Do you know? I don't know if it's making sense. It does. It does make sense. But it, it does bring you back to the whole. And as an adult, you need to start being accountable for your own actions and what you say. People are getting away a lot with just because your faces do not show on Twitter while you're screaming things at people. Being an adult, a big part of it, I really believe, is starting to hold yourself accountable for your own actions and for what you say. You cannot keep on going, pretending that people get away with things. I especially feel that way regarding men, especially feel that way regarding Arab men who just get away with things without being held accountable. And that for me is a is a huge one, is a huge, huge, huge one. Um, 
What are the essential characteristics required for being an adult? Holding holding yourself accountable is one of them. Figuring out how to just deal with a house, like basic things regarding a household, I think is important. Um, like, okay, here's an adult thing that I feel like you need to do is read the label. When you get a new equipment, read the label. When you buy clothes, read the label. When you're eating food, read the label. Understand how something works before you use it. I feel like this is a big adulting thing. Read the label. <laughs> Just read the label. They write it there for legal reasons. Read them. Exactly. Keep the invoice. Uh, ask about the warranty. Ask about, yes. I don't know, refund policy. Um, yeah. Ask about like yes. your rights as a consumer or as a customer or... Um, Ask about boundaries, right? Ask about boundaries. Is it okay to take a picture here? Is it okay to, I don't know, pray here? Or yeah. I don't know, like whatever it is, ask. Ask, oh my God, that's such a good one. Let it know. It was such a relief when I went to one of the leadership retreats and I remember like there was a lot of focus about asking for help and it was like, <laughs> oh my God, I love this one. I'm taking it. And I kind of like overdid it for some time. And then I my kind of like, you know, like, why do we associate asking with that you know it's against adulting there are two questions that like three questions that kind of came right after each other and i find them really interesting i'm gonna read all the three questions together because i think the answers could be meshed together first question is do you regret doing stuff only for the sake of not creating drama instead of following your own dreams the second question is do you think of the things you wanted to do in your early 20s but haven't Third one, is there a way to make your parents and yourself happy at the same time? Uh, so the last question, Haggatil, happy uh, parents and me at the same time. Anyway, there are glimpses when we're both happy. And it happens in like during a dinner, we're having, we're laughing at something. It does, ha- it ha- does happen, but it doesn't mean in we're like they're always happy about my choices and I'm always happy about things that happen. It doesn't mean that it's just like finding those moments where it inter- intersects. And I feel like as parents... I really do trust that parents do have an intuition and do have feelings about what's good for their kids. I do believe that, uh, especially in retrospect to things my parents decided. I was really upset at the time, but now looking back, it's like the I'm so gr- grateful and glad that they did what they did. Um, so it's a hard one and I don't know what the issue is or what the topic is and how يعني, the parents are Aslan in the first place. I have this anecdote that I have to share. So when I was 22, so like two years ago, I was going like I was my mental health was in a really bad place. And I was kind of constantly thinking about just doing things that like not missing out the fear of missing out. That was one of the bigger ones, because like when I was I've always been like a tame individual. I've never been a party animals. I've I've always been this nerdy to myself kind of person. And I constantly used to like compare myself to other people in their 20s, especially that I studied abroad. Like I was still a conservative in certain ways. And I was always like, should I should I have been a party animal? Should I have been like F everything? And like, I want to do everything. Is that is that something that I should like is something that I'm going to regret? And then there was a song that I just randomly heard. And um, the song was called You've Got Your Whole Life Ahead of You, Baby. 
And this, like, basically these two girls who were, like, ranting about how someone, an older person says, you've got your whole life ahead of you, baby. And then they say something about, um, but, like, you regret not spending all your money and you regret not sleeping with everyone. Now, I do not recommend the latter. This is none of anyone's business. That's everyone's own business to do whatever they want to do. But uh, personally, I really would, like, question myself. I'm like, should I throw all of my values and all of what I was taught as a human being out the window just so I can party for a bit and live the Western life? That's something that I was genuinely scared of. Like I'm 24 and now I'm just panicking about all of the Western things that I have not done. But I, I'm not even entirely sure if it's something that I wanted to do. But I'm just like, should I have done it? Should I have done everything wrong in the world? Do you have advice regarding that? I don't even know if this is a question. But like, do you? <laughs> Please weigh in. <laughs> um, yeah, I I kind of do. No, I, I relate to that. Ana as a as a يعني, when I got married, I didn't have these like زيك. It wasn't something that I really cared about. Not like other people that I knew that they, this was like the thing that they wanted to do when they travel or or, or what have you. Fam. But I feel like now when I got married and like I, I know myself, I accept who I am. I can't مثلا, um, go into... More in no doing exactly what يعني, is in a movie or something, but kind of like glimpses of يعني, pushing the envelope a bit or or kind of being in places like that I feel is, is you, it, w- I wouldn't have مثلاً, dared to go to when I was like in my early 20s because now I feel like I, I it's coming from a different place, you know what I mean? So, um whether it's like you know things that when we look at uh, let's say mixing or it's it's changed than than the past I feel it's it's more for sure in a concert right and I'm not concert hayati Well, now, you know, I went to the Backstreet Boys, I went to Brian Adams. I know he's a good person. Anyways, I went to my dad, Marshmallow. I kind of like, I told, I gave myself full permission to be that 14 or 15 or 17 or 20 year old um, kid and just enjoy. I remember telling my husband like, okay, You might see things that you've never seen before because I've never experienced this. So I'm going to give myself full permission <laughs> to be there fully. Um, and it was really fun. One of my biggest fears when I was like younger, and it's kind of still is one of my bigger fears. So I was like reflecting on myself like the past few years. And I really kind of thought about the person that I wanted to be when I was 16, like the person I was looking forward to be. And one of like the bigger ones was just to be like this intellectual nerd. And I wanted to like be su- super healthy and just like socially active and all of these things and like to stay cool and to just be hashtag cool and like all of this dumb stuff and to have traveled the world and done all of these things when I was in my 20s. And I genuinely like I'm so afraid of becoming old and boring Like, that's something that I'm so scared of. Like, I never want to become old and boring. And just, but at the same, I don't know. Like, do you ever lose yourself when you get older? Do you ever lose that child, childish person in you? 
يعني sometimes okay I go deep into like responsibilities but I do re- recover back to to that child within and it it happens really in silly moments يعني you know once I was in Dubai for a training and uh, <laughs> I remember buying um, yeah Reese uh, peanut butter cups and like having three right like I was in bed ready to go to and like I had the three and I was like okay I'm not brushing my teeth I just want to be a kid. I just want to like be rebellious in that sense. And then, so I let myself like in bed, خلاص, trying to doze off. And then I just couldn't, you know, I was like, I just couldn't because I felt like I needed to brush my teeth. You know, okay, I remember like that reach a certain age and then suddenly they say things like hatta, like sexual connotations, burp, fart, whatever, and really feel like good about it. Like really feel like it's okay. Um, and I, <laughs> that inspires me in some way. <laughs> and no, they're just being themselves. <laughs> I don't, oh my God, someone was commenting about this today. Someone sent me a video of like a girl asking her mom, mom, when is the appropriate time to fart in a relationship? And then the mom was like staring at her so serious. And she's like, I wanted him to know what he was getting into. And then I was just like, I am never, I cannot ever d- what fart in front of it what what it was like it's more easier for me to like talk about sex than it is for me to talk about farting in front of someone like for me those those things do not live in the same space honestly one of the things that i hate is like we've never gotten a proper sexual education when we were growing up we just kind of grew up and we're like well now we have to figure these things on our own even if you're not married even again everyone's privacy to themselves but like for me and no wait like what 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 do you mean like hella we're like at a marrying age and like we don't know shit and no what oh another thing that i hate about like arab aunties and moms and all of this is that when you're younger do not talk to boys boys do not exist what are boys never talk to boys and then فجأة, you're 24 and they're like ما في حدا بحياتك ما عم تتكلمي مع اي صبي ما في صبي عم بتطلع فيكي and you're like what you're just gonna contradict 40 like 24 years of teachings because suddenly i'm too single can someone like explain something to me explain to me that a study supposed to be married and like just active and all of that and what nobody's saying anything just that's oh, do you ever figure that out <laughs> um, and even others like even i remember after like giving birth or like after certain like i relate to that that's when those moments start taking you into adulting you're having a, a monumental moment or people around you are expecting you to know and you're like no I don't know because this is the first time I'm going through this um and then you kind of like give them that you know like how would I know this is the first time with it and I'm breastfeeding so of course I have no idea what should be you know the right thing to do okay We've been talking for an hour, 30 minutes. I feel like we need to like cap it. So I'm going to ask you the last two questions. Question one, what advice do you have for me? Wow, that's such a big question. Um, I feel like take it يعني, day by day or as I liked, I was reading uh, Anne Lamott's book, حق, um, Bird by Bird. يعني, I feel like, 
anything takes time يعني whether it's uh, I don't know change um, body uh, confidence any anything that we were talking about financial independence um, كل هذه المواضيع it takes time to really like get uh, يعني uh, into it or get يعني ايش الكلمه ما ادري بس بيسكلي يعني اكمل فيها ويكون عندي خبره وهذا ف اي فيل لايك اتس حتى وذ ثيرابي وي نيفر دون وذ ثيرابي وي نيفر دون جروينج اور ليرنينج فاي فيل لايك جست انجوي ات اند لايك بي جنتل وذ 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 يور سيلف اند ذا ليرنينج اوكي اند ذا لاست كويستشن وات وود يو تيل يور يونجر سيلف اي وود تيل هير لايك you you know because you're eccentric because you're humorous you're different you're you know you've 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 experienced things you that's what makes you um yani creative in that way or thinking in that way or feeling in that way for it just makes sense like who i am and who i will be just makes sense it is what it is it's just uh, trust i guess i would tell her to trust i like that i would tell her to trust yeah trust myself trust god trust the universe you know hagi like when i reflect back i feel like in the biggest moments it wasn't that something i did it was something like an, a bigger pa'ini rabbana al malaika al dua something was kind of like carrying me in those moments and i've had like a few intense moments like if i reflect on the the past 17 years فاحس in those moments it wasn't something that i was doing that made a difference it was kind of like being held in those moments and just and كتب نصيب انه انا i i survived them um this scares me again لانه that reality that it's sometimes it isn't what's we don't have what's any they may go i like that i think this is a really good note to end on thank you rosanna you're welcome this was cool i i i learned about myself talking about adulting <laughs> i never done that before that's a, okay i'm glad like honestly i'm glad that you enjoyed it hashtag adulting so i just want to say these last notes you guys take a deep breath it doesn't have to be difficult all the time It is something that you take one step at a time and there should be a lot of fun in the way on the way to get wherever you want to get to and you know what just enjoy it. Saraha, I was really like stressed before starting this conversation and you kind of like really reminded me of this whole you know it's the fun is in the journey. It's like yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. It's kind of like made me feel better about myself. I'm not going to lie. Ah, and on that note, this was Lola Jarti. Thank you for listening.